Hey guys, are you wondering what to eat? If you don't know what to choose from all the choices out there, why don't you get Itla? They are the most delicious salted egg rice box in Indonesia and they also make delicious drinks like coffee and Yakult and many more. Get yours today. Itla! My guest today is Karina Negara. Karina is a psychologist and a co-founder of Kalem. Kalem is the first mental health counseling application in Indonesia that is available on both the Android and iOS. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Great. Um, Karina, thank you for being here. I really appreciate that you can come to my podcast. My pleasure. Um. I think the tips and tricks just now, it was wonderful and I look forward to be implementing that uh, in, in the future. So I'll, I'll call that the Karina trick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the Karina podcast trick. Yeah. Tips yeah, and yeah, trick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, God. Um, I have been doing um, my podcast for maybe about a year and um, trying to improve the format every time. And now uh, I want to like talk about the guest's um, profile um, so that you know, the listeners can get to know you better. Mm-hmm. So sure. I, you, you, you are an accomplished uh, co-founder of Cal and psychologist and you have worked in uh, many different companies and, and studied abroad and worked in um, right now starting a a startup which is more tech focused right have you like ever expected to be in this place where you are right now uh thanks for the praise nikki um accomplished sure for for i mean i never um i never say i'm not accomplished or anything but there's always room for improvement right that's that's what i always say uh but yeah i'm in a good place um career-wise, I guess. Uh, but if you ask me, have I ever imagined to be where I am today in, in, this, in my career life? No. Uh, I've never in my life imagined I'd start my own business uh, because I have zero business bone in my body. Um, I like You know how some people have this like, oh, let's sell this. Let's turn this into money. I have nothing like that. Um, I want to make money, sure, but never, never anything like that. So, um, that I am a psychologist, absolutely. Uh, this is uh, exactly where I want to be in my life, I guess, uh, in that case, yeah. Um, because I've wanted to be a psychologist since I was seven, about about that age, wow. which is crazy. Yeah, um, and I, I say that when even when I explain that to people, that's crazy. How does a seven-year-old know what they want to be? for the rest of their life. And um, yeah. I call myself the anomaly because if you at, uh, you know, whoever's listening, if you're 15 and you don't know what you want to do, you're normal. If you're 20 and you're 25 and you don't know what you want to do, you're normal. Uh, don't don't follow in on my uh, footsteps in that sense. Oh, I need to know what I want. Like Karina since she was seven. No, 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 I'm the weird one. Um, and and yeah, I don't know how, 
how that came about. I mean, I, I can tell the story, but I don't know why I'm this anomaly who's known since I was seven. But yes, yeah, so I am like, if, if people ask me, what do you do? So not, not so much, who are you? Because if people ask me, who are you? I have a different answer to it. But if people ask me, what do you do? I am a clinical psychologist and uh, the co-founder of Calm, uh, Calm with a K. Um, and Calm those are two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, those are two things. I am a clinical psychologist, so uh, and and I'm licensed only in Indonesia, uh, to be clear, um, and yeah, because I get my licensing from Indonesia, uh, and the co-founder of Calm. Uh, that's a separate. It's one and it's one and both, right? Uh, but I always know wh- who I am wherever I'm. You know, like depending on which platform I'm at, what I'm doing. And easily, uh, for me, I can do that now with Instagram in that if I'm on sure. uh, Calm, our Instagram is at get.calm, so G-E-T dot K-A-L-M. So when I'm on there and going uh, on IG Live, say, I'm representing Calm. But when I'm on my own Instagram, I'm me. Uh, I mean, I'm also me there, but you know what I mean. It's uh, it's freer for me when I'm on my platform. I can say whatever I want. I even recently posted something or along the lines of, this is where I do whatever I want and say whatever I want. Um, and if you, I mean, like the subtitle to that is, if you don't like that, you can leave, right? Like mm. you can unfollow me on my personal account but calm is where the science and the proper wording is at um so yeah no business what no um but i'm glad to be here uh and i would always say if if it weren't for someone else inviting me to uh, start calm together i wouldn't have started this i'd just be not just I'll still be happy and and, uh, fulfilled uh, being a clinical psychologist, perhaps having my own personal practice. That's still my goal, kind of. But now with COVID, it's like I'm not letting anyone in (laughs) to my physical life in that sense, especially if it's clients who, um, with kids. Uh, So my formal background is clinical child psychology. So I meet Mm. kids and, and up to young adults, see. Uh, not just uh, kids. Well, I have to. I have to play with them. Um, I miss them. So I say I miss my young clients because though I keep doing counseling online through the app, uh, Calm and video like Zoom, but I can't play with my young clients. I do try to play online. Like I would put here. I'll show you. I have this. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I have this to place my phone. I use this for, sorry, IG Live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, for IG Live for anything. Like, uh, it started for I use it for IG Live, but then now I use it for anything. I use it to reply my emails. I use it to watch. I use it to for anything. So, I've used that stand to put like a toy so that I can play with my. Uh, young client online they would use their own toy at their end and i'd be here using whatever toy i have but then i was like how do i like i don't want to keep holding a toy like this it's so tiring so my brain found 
what's right in front of my eyes, which is a phone stand. So I'll show you. I guess this is not so much a toy. This is a screen cleaner. So I just, yeah, hmm. this can go up and down. <laughs> and then, oh, whoops. Hey, the, anyway. Um, technology comes in many forms. And, exactly. And, you know, it, it, it somehow uh, changes our lives in uh, one way or another. But yeah. take, take me back to that seven-year-old Karina. Um, who would yeah. know uh, psychology, psychology, yeah, psychology in, in, in general at that time? Right, right. I didn't, uh, but I am blessed and lucky enough to have a mom who... My mom's not a psychologist, but my mom has several close friends who are psychologists. Um, and I guess in my head... I've never actually asked her this, but in my head, she then, you know, understood the importance of child psychology, the importance of mental health and whatnot, directly or indirectly from her friends, right? So when I was seven and my brothers were only like one year apart each, so I have two older brothers, um, biological, because I have a cousin who I count as my brother as well. But um, she, when I was seven, she took us to, it was a hospital. She took us to the hospital to meet this psychologist. Um, and the main thing she said was uh, IQ test because why not, right? Asian tiger mom. I mean, she's not that tiger of a mom, but like, yeah, check your IQ test. Um, so we did, we did that, but... It, for kids, when when a kid does an IQ test, you don't just test them. You talk to them. You ask them things. You know, you you have a chat. Um, especially if you're strangers to begin with. Because um, that's a rule in, in... Now I know that in psychology. When I'm going to do a test to a child, I have to get to know the child first. They have to be comfortable with me first. Then I can do a test to them. Anywho... Um, that was like about a few hours in that day. When I left that room at that hospital, I was like, huh, what is that? <laughs> what job is that? Um, because even at seven years old, at school, uh, so I was in the second grade, somehow my friends like to tell me things. Somehow my friends like to, you know, we, we had crushes even then at, at seven Sure. And they would, you know, oh, I like this guy. What should I do? Blah, blah. At seven. <laughs> Weirdo. I mean, I'm like, that's weird. But Golden whatever. That, okay. <laughs> that was that. So I was like, huh, this lady, she is asking me things and listening to my stories. And she's getting paid. I've been doing that for free, yo. Like, I've been doing that for free at school. So I'm like. I want this job. So th this wasn't so much like a, an epiphany or anything. And this is honest story. I'm like, I want this job because I've been doing it for free and I love it. So if this lady is listening to me, my stories, and she's getting paid, that's the job I want. So at that point, uh, before I knew what a psychologist even was, uh, my, um, what I wanted to be when I grew up was uh, an author at that point. Mm. So wow. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm such a, like, I, I used to be such a black and white person. So I was like, if my goal is to be an author, there's nothing else I can be. I used to be like that. 
So I was like, oh, now I want to do this too. Uh, what should I do? Should I switch? What do I do? And then I was like, yeah, I, I, I just mulled it over. I don't know how long or short, but I was like, uh, when you're a psychologist, you can also write books later, right? So you know what? I don't need to change that dream, uh, the author dream. Uh, I just add, you know, I add on psychologists to my dream. And ever since that day, whenever, you know, aunties, uncles, mom, dad um, ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was no longer author. Uh, it, it was psychologist. And I don't know the details, okay, of what a psychologist is until, say, grade nine. Yeah, until grade nine, I didn't know what, what in detail what a psychologist does other than listening to people and getting paid. That's it. So did you ask your parents how to study psychology or other, um, uh, you know? I don't think so. I, I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think so. Uh, maybe, I mean, were, were there internet back then? Yes. But I guess I, I asked my mom if I could, like... So, okay. So, in grade 9, we had to do this project at school, at high school. Um, no, it was... Yeah, high school, I guess, but the end of middle school. Um, we had career week. And then we were... The, our, our personal project, I guess, for career week was to produce a poster where um, you tell us, I mean, you tell the teacher what you want to be and how to be it, you know, what steps you need to take to, to get there, like, you know, what schooling, how many years of schooling, and then um, salary projections. Um, and then um, the, the main thing was a, a reflection piece on why do you think uh, you should be that, you know, you should be that person or that job? Why? Um, and, and I went to a Christian school, so they also made me and made us write a reflection piece on calling. So that was the first time I was introduced to the term life calling or calling, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> no pun intended. And then... Um, yeah, they, they, well, of course, they had a sort of, like, class or lecture type of thing on, like, what is calling? And the opposite of calling is uh, vocation, they say, which is, like, basically a, a job without any calling in it. So, all right, so I got that. Uh, but then I didn't know if, if psychology or to, psychologist uh, is the job that's, like, I'm called for. So what I did to answer that reflective piece was I prayed. I asked the, I mean, school said, God will call you. So I'm like, all right, uh, let me ask him then if this is my calling because I don't know if it is. I just know I want to be this. So I prayed. I prayed. I asked, uh, hey, God, <laughs> something like that. So, uh, and, and I'm pretty casual in my prayer. I don't, you know, I don't have to close my eyes and do it, do anything like that. I asked God, hey, God, is this my calling? Um, if yes send me a sign, let me know something. If not, let me know what my calling is. So uh, there's there was no voice from heavens, no lights from heavens, believe me. But he did answer it in his own way through people, through people, through my heart. So I was reassured that this is my calling. And I aced that um, project because... I could wow. answer my why, 
yeah i could answer my why because like the why is not so much god has called me it might be right but at that point i was what 14 15 something like that i didn't know i mean i didn't know this is what god is calling me to do i had no idea but i could explain the why pretty eloquently um somehow uh so yeah um that's how i you know i googled if google was a thing i also oh we had to interview someone with that job Mm. uh and like lucky for me like i said my mom has lots of friends who are psychologists so i just asked mom who can i interview like which one of your friends Mm. can i interview for my project so she just linked me to one of her friends and then the ridiculous thing is when i googled there was zero info on psychology in indonesia zero I yeah. didn't know, yeah, like, I didn't know how much I would make as a psychologist in Indonesian, Indonesia, sorry, as an Indonesian, but I found a bunch of American stats, right, like, I would make lots of, lots of, lots and lots of money, uh, apparently, according to Google, um, but that's an American rate, uh, so, yeah, I, that, that's the funny thing now when I'm, when I look at that poster, I'm like, <laughs> I laugh. 1000 something something or like $100 per session please um not not here unfortunately does not mean i can't make a living out of it but it's not $100 per hour in indonesia and did you like your uh, studies of of psychology in university in your in your bachelor's yeah. degree first yes so i i loved it uh, and that's why that to me the the fact that i love it loved it and then i continue to love it um is to me an answer from god or a sign or whatever you want to call it that this is it this is the calling because i'm open to hey god you know if if this is like i said if this isn't my calling and you want to switch it to something else please change my heart's desires that's what i ask him uh because i still want this if this isn't the calling change it (laughs) i was pretty lazy i'm like just change it. I, I don't want to, I don't know what, what else I want. Uh, because right now this is what I want. But if this isn't my calling, just, just change my heart. That's pretty easy, right? For you to do. So, um, at the beginning of bachelors, uh, you know how, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what it was for you and other people, but day one of, uh, uni, right? Uh, I went to the university of Indonesia. Day one of uni, of course, one of the lecturers asked, why did you apply for this program, right? So uh, there were 25, 24 of us in the class because I was in the international program. So it was a pretty small class. And we went around. Uh, and I think there were about 10 people out of the 24, 25, which said, uh, who said, um, I want to be a psychologist, including me, right? Um, I... Uh, I don't remember the exact people, but I do remember a few names uh, who said they wanted to be a psychologist. And I checked that, you know, I did a pre-post test, I guess, uh, at the end of four years of uni. I just, I mean, I, we didn't go around like that anymore. I just went to each of those people who said, uh, who I remember said they wanted to be psychologists. And I asked, do you still want to be a psychologist? And out of the round, what, seven to ten people who said they wanted to be a psychologist, at the beginning, at the at day one of uh, uni, uh, at, at the end of uni, maybe four people 
said, yeah, still want to be a psychologist, including me, for including me. And then the rest who said it at the beginning, no, not for me. So, and, and that's fine, right? I didn't say, oh, that's, that's so bad. Like, you know, what a waste of four years. No, because when you take undergrad, uh, when you take psychology as your undergrad, you can be, yeah, this is too much, but you can be anything. You don't have to be a psychologist. Um, there's always your master's to master in, right? If, if you want to switch lanes. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, okay, I guess that's a sign. That's another sign that I still want to be a psychologist after four years of studies. And some people didn't anymore. Um, I checked again. If, is, is, do I enjoy this? Do I love this? There are little things in the four years that I didn't love so much. To be fair, uh, like I, I can't say I loved every subject I took. No, sure. I did not love statistics. I still don't. I'm very bad at math. Numbers isn't my thing. Uh, so don't like statistics. Um, don't love like industrial and organizational psychology. Um, how I mean, like that's supposedly where the money is at for a psychologist. Um, it's where the money is at just because it's like, faster money i guess um because you work in a company right and you get what monthly pay or something whereas what i want to do is as a clinical psychologist is session per session and if i have my own clinic who do i get money for from other than my clients right so uh i did the class i still got an a don't love it and uh, and i can compare it to a friend who same thing took the same class and she to my memory she does not want to be a psychologist yeah but she we both took the class and then after one of those classes she would go on twitter and say i love that class um whereas it did wow. not i don't i don't love it i'm like okay it's fine it's cool oh but she did like it thanks for the intro she loved it mm. and i didn't so if you ask did i love my studies the general study and like overall yeah but there are specific subjects that i did not love at all um and that's okay that does i did not take that as a sign oh my god is is this not what i should be anymore you know like should i not be a psychologist because i don't love statistics or because i don't love industrial and organizational psychology i didn't see it that way because i loved family psychology i loved psychopathology classes so that i'll take those as a sign that um yeah i still want to be in this business yeah yeah it's yeah. funny you said statistics it's my favorite subject <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah but yeah to allude to what you're saying to we don't like every subject a hundred percent no there's definitely no a choice and you know a, a pull towards something and yeah and you know a, some sort of uh, hesitation on, on others it's just natural just, yeah. yeah yeah and um you went to do your master's in psychology yeah, yeah. and you also studied abroad in australia um mm -hmm. i was wondering whether you want to talk about your australia experience mm-hmm I can a bit in that uh, when I, and, and this will somehow um, connect. So uh, I had to do like an interview to get into my master's program. 
Um, as you should. I mean, if you're gonna allow a person to help other souls or and other people, I would say you make that um, uh, vetting very strict, I would say. So, um, on, on that interview, my uh, the interviewer, which is who will later be my lecturer, I guess, um, my professor, whatever you want to call it, um, asked, uh, you went to Australia, you went to UQ, uh, she asked, what was that like? Or, you know, um, what's, what did you learn from there? Of course, I learned a lot, right? Of course, I learned, like I said, like psychopathology, family psychology, I learned all of that. But when she asked me that, and it was a good question, because I don't think at that point, no one has ever asked me that before. So I took a few seconds to think, hmm, what did I study? Or what did I get from my two years in, in Australia? So that, that international program meant I was at UI for two years and I was at UQ for two years. Um, and my answer was, um, the one theme about my two years in Australia was independence. Not so much the studies, like I said, of course I studied, but it's the independence. It's like a mini trial of what adulthood would be like, right? Though I was still 100% financially dependent on my parents, um, but I had to pay the bills myself. I had to shop for groceries with my roommates. Um, I had to change the sheets myself. Um, and, and I have to explain though, if anyone here is listening who are not Indonesians, like what? You never change your sheets in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Indonesia, <laughs> never do groceries. In Indonesia, yeah. For some people, yeah, yeah. not doing groceries <laughs> yourself is considered uh, normal, actually. Normal. Yeah. yeah. So and 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 when I say yeah, I have helpers at home or maids, if you want to call them. I'm yeah. not poor, but having a maid at home in Indonesia. Let's let's do this disclaimer isn't a super rich person thing it's a middle class thing right uh so yeah no i had to change my own sheets do my own shopping never had to do that before pay my bills um what else did i have to do on my own a lot of home Get, getting things. to school getting to school <laughs> getting to school i mean i guess uh before that oh yeah yeah i mean i was I lived very far from my uni, uh, the UI uni, so I had to be driven to my uh, school, to uni, um, because it was so far. And then people would ask, why not live at the dorm? Oh, I wanted to, kind of, but my mom wouldn't let me. So, okay. So I was like, I, I couldn't drive yet at, what, how old I was? Was I in 17, 16, something like that? 17. At 17, I couldn't drive yet. Uh, so to go to uni, I had to be driven. If, you, you because to, my mom... You went to university while you were 17, when you were 17? Didn't we graduate at that age? Yeah. To be 18, oh, yeah. right? I mean, <laughs> my birthday is in early? November. No, that could be it. My birthday is in November. Mm. So when I graduated in June, I was still 17, mm. right? Um, so and and when I started uni at, in August, I was still seventeen, kind of. So I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised um, if you went to college early, given your track record. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I had the normal life track uh, in uh, that sense. It's four years of I mean high school straight to uni, 
uh, no gap years or anything because that's not a thing in Indonesia having uh, doing gap years right it um, if you do that's fine and wonderful but not a thing in my family I guess um, so uni for years uh, one year of work uh, before my master's um, that I uh, my job was as a school counselor mm. that was fun fun in so many <laughs> learned a lot there too yeah um, that yeah 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 and then because I, I learned a lot about what I would be as a psychologist even in, in that one year of, of work mm. uh, and then yeah uh, I did two and a half years of um, master's uh, program and then three months off because I needed that break and then it's uh, to the working world right um, where was I so yeah um, masters uh, no no school I mean, oh no you uh, Brisbane Brisbane yeah a lot lots of things there um, personal life uh, stories there of course uh, I had tons friendships tested <laughs> there oh we had fights because I, I went with that group right that 20 something people although not all, all together at once but basically we're, we're with the same cohort um and i had a group of friends i still do we're still together it's the seven of us um and yeah when you're when you're a group of seven you can be all you know bestie bestie with all seven trust me um does not mean you hate each other no but you're probably gonna be closer to one or two right um so anywho seven of us we went we lived together in like Uh, two two different apartments just because one apartment had like two rooms only so I was the only one who did not have a roommate and I I made it that way so like when we were talking about our plans to go to Brisbane with my six other girlfriends I was like hey guys I'm not gonna have a roommate if that's possible because I need my space I do want to be flatmates with you guys because that's gonna be fun seems like sounds like right but i'm gonna have my own room mm. um yes of course i will pay more rent right uh, just being fair but yeah i made sure that was the case and i think that was one of the best decisions i've made for my friendship because you can turn from best friends to enemies in one second If you are not aware of your friends' feelings and habits, right? So, yeah. I mean, even 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 flatmates, not you know, I didn't have a roommate. Even then, we had conflicts, right? Normal, normal stuff. Yeah. Um, but I was yeah. like, at the end of two years there, thank God, I made sure, or like, I was very, um, I forced it. You know, I'm not gonna have a roommate. I'm gonna be <laughs> in my own room. And for those two years, I was. Uh, I always had a flatmate, of course, but never a roommate. Great choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I think friendships is one of those things that catapults you to the next level. If you yeah. only just give a little bit, you know, it's very reciprocal. Yeah. I think like it should that. be. Uh, friendship should be reciprocal. If not, that is, I wouldn't call it friendship. I would, I would call it transactional. And that's business. Uh, whereas friendship is not transactional. You do things because you want to. This is the same with perhaps romantic relationships, I would say. And, and 
family type of relationship. Um, it shouldn't be transactional um, because that's for business. Just I do this to get that. I do this for you, so you give me that. But when it's actual love and you know, yeah, real friendship, it's not. I've done this for you. Why don't you do that for me? It shouldn't be like that. It should be, I do this for you because I want to. Period. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Period. I do this for you because I want to. Period. Yeah. But when it's a teamwork of you know, uh, flatmates, roommates, whatever, there needs to be clear boundaries where okay, um, we do this together or we do this um, uh, alternately. You know, cleaning or whatever, uh, throwing out the trash. Um, we shouldn't be as as most insecure young people are we shouldn't do it like in codes <laughs> where like we can do we can do do, do a like a post on on social media and say huh, uh i had to throw the trash for the millionth time today <laughs> you know something like that cuz people do that trust me people still do even at like i'm 28 now even at 28 or 30 years old people still do codes like that and that's not okay i get it i get why you want to do that that's because you have an insecure relationship with whoever it is you want to send a message to right in a secure relationship whether it's friendship uh, romantic relationship or family relationship if you want to say something you go ahead and say it you you want to say you love them you go ahead and say you love them you want to say i don't like that you go ahead and say i don't like that because you know you are safe enough to say your opinion or to say what's on your mind but yeah at 19 or so when i i think i was 20 yeah, i was 20 at at no 19 my first birthday there was 20 we were teenagers we did codes for sure <laughs> we're like mm-hmm. you know maybe not on social media but we would text passive aggressively <laughs> to each other uh and thank god i've grown And thank God I can say, even with these seven girls, no, six other girls, right? Seven with me. We do have a more secure friendship in that now we can say, why did you do that? You know, without being scared of like, oh no, she's going to hate me or I'm going to lose this friend. I'm not going to lose any of my six girls. I know that for sure. Even though, say, I do something really bad or they do something really bad and I critique them. or they critique me they're not losing me and i'm not losing them and that's a good thing because if uh if our friendship did not go through those testing waters in those two years of meeting each other every day um you know being i'm going to say i'm going to use the word bitchy um being bitchy girls to each other every now and then if we did not survive that we wouldn't be the friends we are today and i thank god for those fights now because without them without those fights yeah I, we would not be where we are today where we are generally secure but like i said with seven people there's always you know someone closer than and that's okay cool. yeah that's i can echo to a lot of things that you say and it just like you know relinquishes my fear that people don't have the access to the knowledge that they need to build good relationships mm. because mm-hmm. they have you you know and they have mm. other 
they have us they have me they have mm. resources to yeah build great things and so forth so mm. i want to yeah. segue into your topic mm. Mm. mental health awareness yeah what's yeah. lacking karina in our society in specifically in indonesia yeah um i think let me think because uh, for for a while i would answer straight away with you know lack of awareness but now it's getting better right i mean it's getting better in the sense that the resource like you said resources are everywhere so if we say ah oh, i don't know where to look anymore i'm like eh, you're just not looking hard enough um so that's not so much it's still an issue but not so much anymore now i would say it's about the humility um on accepting or reaching out for help that's the issue i would say not so much the lack of information anymore not really um of course we we'll, it's it's always good to add more info add more resources but the humility to admit that you are human even why why are people so afraid to admit not weakness why use the word weakness just admit you are human you are not a super superman or superwoman um yeah. i i don't love it used to it used to sound really cool right to be a superwoman for me and now i'm like i don't aspire to be a superwoman i aspire to be just a good enough person uh which means i will still make mistakes which means i will still need help like i'm back in my this is my room uh since i was 11 i'm st- i'm back in this room right because i was away right for two years in brisbane when i when i went to uni um but i'm back in this room and now i'm back to needing help from my uh, helpers or from my maid i have i call her my mvp i have one one main person who helps me who helps everyone in this house um and i need her for sure i wouldn't be this productive or i wouldn't be this uh chill or whatever you want to call it without her help and that does not make me weak that just makes me human um why are people so afraid to admit their humanity so to me now my goal is uh, to fill in because you, you're asking what's lacking that humility is lacking to me and that is of course still attached to the you know the, we call it taboo stigma around mental health sure we can call it that um uh, it's it's attached to that but then my goal then um i don't know again i have goals that are like specifically professional i have goals that are specifically personal but lately there are just tons of new goals uh that that I don't know how to categorize like I don't know if this is personal or professional but I'm let's just say I'm passionate about helping people understand or helping people to get that to that secure place emotionally to admit their humanity um because I I am there in that secure place and believe me guys it's really nice um It's really nice to to be able to cry with the people you can trust, you know? You don't have to cry in front of everyone. That's fine. <laughs> don't, you know? Uh, because some people cannot be trusted with your feelings. Some people don't deserve your story. Some people don't deserve your your um, your experience. That's okay. But there are people who who do. 
and there are people who can hold your space i say because that's what i do as a psychologist i hold the space um, for my clients to tell me whatever they want to tell me but aside from me doing that professionally to other people i need that type of person in my life right i need people who can hold my space um uh, like i said to cry to bitch <laughs> you know to say whatever i want to say um I'm human who's pretty judgmental and I I I know that uh even even from at a, like you know at 7 maybe not at 7 maybe at 10 I realize I really like to edit. Uh I like to edit people's work. I like to edit what they say even if I don't say it straight away. I have the edits in my head. Um so I uh I I'm I'm always thinking if I'm not a psychologist what what would I be, right? Uh And I'm like lately I'm like an an, an editor but then editor. that is such an opposite. Yeah, an an editor. I love using my red pen to edit to to, to do all that. Hey, and that's but that's such an opposite from what a psychologist is. Uh-huh. I don't edit as a psychologist. I let you make mistakes. So I'm like what is this? This is such an opposite thing of me that I both I love both sides of me in that in that sense. Mm. And that I am able to provide this ju- non-judgmental space, right? But I also love to judge in that sense um and tell you what's wrong, you know? To tell people that's not okay. Um that's wrong. That's a very black like I said, I used to be a black and white person, right? I still am in a few things, but now I've learned how to express or or uh, not express, communicate uh my my mindset i guess uh, in a less black and white way because now nikki nothing surprises me anymore nothing um uh, no. i've heard so many stories from so many people nothing surprises me anymore uh it'll surprise me if it happens i guess in in, in my own family perhaps and then i'll be like oh no you know i'd be sad about it or i'd be a bit shocked but I will always now that I've learned so much I will always know why they are that way maybe not the specifics but I will always you know if even if the the first um instinct is to judge like ha huh, they're like that you know uh second the 2 seconds later I will always go right uh why why is is this person like this there must be a reason why this person is like this and then i would understand and then i wouldn't be surprised um that's the general flow of my brain even if the main thought is judgment two seconds later it's always understanding but i'm i'm learning this is my own personal growth i'm learning to switch it around i'm learning to to make my first instinct to not be judgment but be understanding but it's hard like like i said i'm human um It, it's it's hard but i'm i'm practicing to get there because we shouldn't be judgmental at the get go we should be understanding then we can explore we can investigate and then we can make a conclusion ah not so much judgment we can make a conclusion i get it now this happened because of a b c d e f g so yeah i can't remember what you asked me but i've been rambling but yeah no i love gonna, it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean this whole psychology, right? I mean, though I'm not expert by any stretch, but 
I'm fascinated mm. by the human mm. thinking mm. and how it yeah. relates to relationships and so forth and yeah yeah you know the multifaceted personas that we have in our in ourselves that yeah could be no it is actually it's not even a question it's to our advantage you know that's why we it can is. understand abstract things that's why we can yeah. accept ourselves and others because yeah you know it's, it's it should be to our advantage which is where then if anything in us whether it's our feelings those all oh, feelings all of them should be to our advantage by the way uh but yeah our feelings our habits our personality aspects or whatever you want to call them if any of those in you in us personally is not doing us uh good you know it's doing us uh, a disservice for whatever reason then that's where fixing needs to happen right so mm. Uh, for for people who because people ask should i change my personality or uh, i don't want to be this type of person or i'm i want to be like that person and all those things i'm like what what's wrong with the you now uh, what's wrong with the you now if there is something wrong but it's not a i don't think i'm pretty sure it's not like a whole person wrong thing be specific is it a bad mm. habit you know yeah or is it like like me is it an automatic judgmental thought uh, or what you know um, be specific don't call yourself a bad person in general don't don't go changing your personality just change your bad habits but yeah. but people are, are so yeah, yeah I guess I'm not the only one who's black and white and that people people are so black and white and that they um, one bad thing they do they they label themselves a bad person oh yeah No, you know, don't don't do that. Uh because mm-hmm. you were not created bad. You were created good. Whoever you believe created you, ask that creator. Um my creator says I'm a good person. So, I'm not perfect, right? I'm not perfect by any means. Um but I'm I'm a good person uh that he created. So, I'm going to believe that. And if there are any bad behaviors, there are any bad habits, Uh, that I, as this imperfect person, do in my life, then I will take care of that. You know, I'll I'll deal with that, uh, so that it's no longer bad. But I'll never be perfect. Never the goal. Uh, that's some people's goal, though, Nikki. Um, some people think the goal is to be perfect. Uh, oh, it's yet. mine sometimes. <laughs> I oh, will not oh, lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, me too, yeah. me too. I, I, I'm like you know if we call you know, uh, what's the term perfectionist, right? Um, ask my team, <laughs> ask my calm team, uh, especially my content team. Oh, I ed- like I told like I told you I'm an editor. I edit the commas. I edit the spelling. I edit the typo. If I have the time to focus, I'll be on it and I will make them change it if it's wrong. So then I know. <laughs> they call me a perfectionist but i i can separate that uh you know like i said this is back to the beginning where i know where i'm doing things for calm and i know where i'm doing things for myself i am at a secure place personally emotionally right but calm as a business we are young <laughs> we are a toddler um we're less than three years old 
So of course we are not secure, secure, right? Uh, and when you are not secure yet, um, you need to do a lot of editing. You need to be vigilant of mistakes. Um, uh, we're, we're not. I, I don't say we are not allowed to make mistakes. We are, but we're we have to learn from them to not repeat the mistakes. So when I'm editing Calm's work whether it's content or anything like that oh yeah ask my team i'm a perfectionist so, like i'm sure they've been pissed at me every now and again for like why does that little thing matter you know it matters because i always put myself uh in in my audience's shoes right um it irks me when i see a typo in, in other people's posts um so i'm gonna make sure no one feels that irk to 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 my best lah, to my best of my ability to the best of my ability i'm gonna make sure no one feels that irk of like ugh, a typo um when they read calm's posts so when i see a typo before it goes up uh live right i'm gonna make sure we change it because we still can but if it's already up and and uh, there are many mistakes, typos here and there that has been posted on, on Instagram on Calm. If it's up and it's it's running, people have started to like it and comment on it. All well, right? I'm like I'm not gonna be di- a, di- a dictator who who goes take that down and redo it. No, if it's already up and people like it's a minor mistake, I'm not gonna be bitchy about it. But if it's before it goes up and there is time to edit. Oh yeah, I'm going to make sure my team edits. So that's the difference here. Uh, that's why I'm always reflecting on myself. Um, why am I so chill personally? But I know to a lot of people, I am not chill. Uh, because it depends on what I'm working on. Um, like I said, if it's calm, I'm a perfectionist one way or another, right? But when it's about myself now, now no longer no longer a perfectionist i used to be and and the other interesting thing um that i uh, notice uh, about me that i would love to share to people i mean to me don't 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 be like me people always say oh how do i be like you or like how do i get there don't don't aim me as as a target i'm an imperfect human being just adopt my mindset perhaps if mm. it helps um sure that. Uh, what was i gonna say uh Oh yeah, I used to perhaps here and there do things to impress other people, yeah, um, and and being a perfectionist, <laughs> yeah, right, right. So being a perfectionist is a part of that. You know, I want people to see me a certain way. I want people to praise me or whatever. And for a lot of people, that first person you want to impress are your parents. Yeah. Um, I have the unfair advantage, I guess, of having parents, especially my mom, because my dad, not so much. My dad, sometimes uh, he's still very, you know, we should be excellent, <laughs> stuff like that. But my mom is f- very forgiving in that, no, you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> um, and I grew up with that. And that is an unfair advantage for me, I would say, because then that, although at some points in my life, I was a perfectionist to the core to the core, to this person, yeah? Not not, not just on my work. Um, uh, but my mom allowing me to feel, to fail, to cry, that 
is a, a huge, huge part of this person, like this Karina, who's secure now. Um, now, I don't have to impress anyone. Now, I don't even have this thought of, oh, I want to make my parents proud. Of course we do, right? I mean, of course we want to make them proud. But if you only do things for that, I'm out of words. Because like, if you only do things to make your parents proud, when's your turn? You know, When's your turn to make you proud? When's your turn to make you happy? Um, so now, making my parents proud is a positive side effect for me. Uh, it's no longer my main goal in life because that got me nowhere <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. wanting to make my parents proud and only that that got me nowhere and i i know that has gotten lots of my friends and clients nowhere it just it has led them to hating themselves and thinking they're not good enough thinking they're a bad person and all that it has led them there so like <sighs> Let's change that then, you know? Like, why then? Why stay if, if that has done you no good? Why keep that mindset? Uh, or, or why keep that goal? Why not switch the goal of, you know, make you happy? Not in a selfish way, um, but make you happy. Do what makes you feel alive. Do what makes you feel passionate and, and all that. Not do what your parents want you to do. Um, and I, ever since I switched that around, uh, I don't know, I don't think there was like a specific turning point in my life of, about that, but ever since, uh, ever since my, my mindset switched, um, I've, I've, you know, I've been productive, I've excelled or I've achieved whatever you want to call it. And, but that's all for me. Um, not for my parents. Like I said, the fact that they're proud of my achievements, that's nice. Um, but I did not do this for you, mom and dad. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. I did not do this for you, mom and dad. Uh, but I'm glad you're happy about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think parents play a huge role in our life. Uh, huge. Consciously, subconsciously. It's, it played mm. a part of my life and whole, my whole identity mm-hmm. process, you know? And of course. such enmeshed in me that I have to like untangle mm. some of the bad ones and cool. recover the yeah. the good ones there. Yeah. Hey, um, I want to talk about Get Calm. Um, how yeah. did you transition into business? Um, the quick answer is Angela, ours. Uh, so uh, there are three co-founders, um, but we always say Calm started in Angela's heart because she mm. was the one who invited us in, you know? She was the one who, uh, who, who asked for this collab, I would say. Um, so how did I get started in, in this business or even in just generally in the business world? Because Angela, our co-founder and CEO currently, um, took us, asked us to meet, I guess. Yeah, asked us, asked us, Lucas and me, asked us to meet and she shared her ideas and then I was like, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, let's see where this goes. Let's try. Wow. Uh, basically that. Because like I said, never in my life 
I think, oh, I want to make a business more or less in, in mental health. I don't even want to make a business in selling stuff. Not not even I don't, not that I don't want to. I don't have the I don't have the the tendencies for it. So yeah, someone asked me, good idea. Let's try. And here we are almost uh so we signed our deed, the deed to our our company on December 7, 2017. Um but we first sat down together for the first time in July of that same year. Um, the app launched in October 2018. So it took us a while. Like the development of the app took a while. Um, but yeah, now we are almost three years in, in in the in the official business, and we're still bleeding. We're still struggling uh, in in the financial side of things. We're still trying to find our like how do we gel together? Even not just the three of us. Of course, the three of us we need to gel. But now we have members, right? Now we have employees. Uh, we have other calm team members. We call them. How do we gel with them? That's always a day-to-day learning process. Um, how do we get subscribers? Because uh, the the app, uh, we are the first online counseling app that uh, provides subscription-based online counseling in Indonesia. Because uh, until now, to my to the best of my knowledge, the other online counseling platforms only sell or offer uh, per session type of counseling, whereas Calm it's a subscription based, three days, one week or one month. Um, so yeah, all, there's still that you know how do we get more subscribers? How do we get more customers? How do we get more people to notice us? See, like if if you Uh, those questions um, are insecure questions, right? How do we get people to notice us? And that's completely fine because that's a business. The business is insecure in that sense because we are a toddler, three years old, about to be. But those questions I no longer ask about myself. How do I get people to notice me? I don't ask that anymore. You just notice me if you want to notice me. I don't try to make you notice me anymore, um, people. Yeah, but I do try to make you notice calm because that's where my money's at. That's where uh, my business is at, and my heart is there too. So I do want people to go to calm, and to get help from calm, and to learn from our Instagram posts and all that. Uh, that is still a day to day. question struggle we we have to answer as as a team every day yeah and you know for those li- who's listening i can tell you that i'm a proud user of calm i've been very uh, helped by the counselor i bought two packages and um it was super great was very responsive ah, love to hear that you know and i just learned new concepts about yeah. psychology and about love but yourself about, perhaps about yeah about love about about life yeah life yeah surely um about the self <laughs> thank you for the feedback and and i i always um say like yeah of course we want more and more users right but Honestly, Nikki, uh, what what keeps us going, me and my partners, me Angela and Lucas, what keeps us going is 
testimonials like yours basically um our very first public testimonial was from this i i don't even remember this person's name or username but this person shared on instagram that they were suicidal or they had suicidal thoughts and then they tried calm or they bought a package or something and then their counselor counselor is calms counselors um, yeah for those who don't so, know it's calm yeah. counselor Seller. calm <laughs> yeah that was my my pun um <laughs> and because uh, yeah I, I love words i love puns anyway uh, that person uh, shared publicly that, yeah, they had suicidal thoughts um, and then they somehow tried calm, was connected to a counselor. And then their counselor encouraged them, not just encouraging like, you can do it, you can do it. No, there were active um, actions taken, which is this client was encouraged to fill in their gratitude journal in the app. Mm. So we do have a free feature in the app, which is a gratitude journal. And uh, this person said, it was hard at the beginning. And I can understand that when you are depressed, it's hard to see anything good in your life. So this person shared, it was hard to fill in the gratitude journal. But after, you know, I, I practiced basically, practiced, filled it in every day as much as I can uh, with the support of the counselor. I no longer have suicidal thoughts Wow. Um, and I'm a bit tearing up hearing this because that was our first uh, public testimonial. And we got that. I can't remember what month that was uh, in, in 2018. I'm pretty sure it was 2018. But um, that was at a point where like, you know, we always we always evaluate or reevaluate, right? Is this what we should do? Is this what we keep, we should keep doing? Um, we're losing money here. Do we keep doing this business and all that? And when that testimonial came, we were like, yes, uh, yes, uh, this is why we do this. And oh, I did not expect to cry in this podcast, by the way. Um, but, um, but yeah, that one life is worth, is worth all of my effort. Um, that one life is worth our bleeding money, <laughs> I would say. Uh, that one life is worth... Even if, you know, I, I always pray that Calm survives and thrives and honestly, our goal is to be sustainable. Um, it, I don't know, even if one day Calm does, can't thrive, let's say, yeah, for whatever reason, that one life was worth all these, yep. I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Thank uh, you for yeah. <laughs> making an impact in our lives Karina you're welcome um, I'm just doing what I love uh, I'm glad I get to get paid for it and that people are impacted in any way like I said is a side effect but I'm just doing what I love really that's a, such a powerful thing to do guys do what you love who knows, it'll lead you to saving other people's lives by, <laughs> yeah. you know, saving, it's first important to first uh, start with yourself and then um, so that other people can, you know, latch on to you in a safe way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, Nikki.
where can um, people find you? We've been talking about Kal. I'm gonna highlight once again. Yeah. Instagram handle yeah, is yeah. at get dot com with a K. Get um, my correct? Is correct? yeah g e t dot, dot k a l m yeah on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Twitter, just with an underscore. Uh, but we're mainly on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We were plugging uh, get calm. Um, you know, I want to market the world about get calm, not just Indonesia, but you know, whenever, wherever we can take it. You know, um, yeah. Can you? You guys can. Yeah, you you, you guys, guys can find us uh, mainly uh, on Instagram, as in for infos. Yeah, um, for infos mainly on Instagram. We do have a website, but our Instagram is more up to date uh, at g e t dot k a l m. It is mainly in Indonesian because uh, we do uh, want to address that um, that side of the lack, I guess, in in market, uh, or in not in market, uh, lack in information, perhaps for um, beefy content for Indonesians in Indonesia in Bahasa Indonesia. Um, but our app, uh, so you can download that anywhere uh, on the Play Store on the app store and it is i guess the navigation is still mainly in indonesian as well but you are allowed or you can pick uh to speak to or to to be uh, connected to an english speaking counselor or just uh, indonesian or doesn't matter so you want to do mix say like like me i'm I'm a bilingual uh, person so even in my counseling as a counselor my my natural counseling is (laughs) bilingual um, but yeah, I did, I did have a client who, who wants to just speak fully in English. Then I just type fully in English. That's okay. Um, uh, yeah. What, what else? Uh, we have a podcast as well on Spotify or wherever you find podcast. Um, cool. that's me. Ma- that's mainly my, my team that works on that. So the, the younger, uh, team, uh, because I don't have time for that. I, I am, I'm sticking to the Instagram content and then. Um, yeah, download our app, check it out. There are free stuff everywhere. Um, also join our webinars. Uh, we do, we've been doing a lot more of that in this uh, pandemic, uh, because, well, now I can do a Zoom webinar and even someone in America can attend as long as the time is right. Um, so we have one tonight, uh, on Toxic Family. I mean, this won't be posted, but like, yeah, um, uh, on toxic family and and our most popular topic i will say is inner child and i i'm i'm the one who always brings or speaks at that uh in that topic and i love it so uh if somehow this will go on before september 8 um go join us on september 8 for our inner child webinar um because it's yeah I, and i and i'm speaking there not because I am a psychologist, but because I am someone who has, um, who's on their inner child healing journey, I, I would call it that. Um, so I don't speak as an expert uh, in psychology, which I mean, I am, but uh, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. That's what I always say. When I tell people to do self-care, that's because I'm a pro at it. Uh, that's why like, I'm not the best at exercising. So that's always my area where I um, I need to be better at exercising. So 
even when I tell people to exercise because they need to, especially people who are uh, depressed, they do need the exercise for their depression. It's it's our body can produce natural happy hormones. Um, so I do do a disclaimer in that I'm saying this to you, but I do find it hard myself to exercise routinely. Um, but I don't want to be hypocrite. So even in in webinars, when I lead a webinar in anything, uh, I try my best to practice what I preach um, and I call myself a walk the talk psychologist because that's who we should be as anything yeah uh, but especially as a psychologist who deals with people's lives and souls and and heart um, I'm gonna make sure I'm not a hypocrite so uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna speak about inner child not because I'm an expert but because I'm on the inner child healing journey and I'll always be it's a lifelong thing thank you Kar you're amazing this is amazing and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and the yeah. calm and uh, yes thanks know, for inviting me Nikki that, that was yeah I always love to, to, to business and you're to welcome and to our community. thank you all the best to you stay healthy um, I see a bike back there good for you <laughs> <laughs> I need to do more of that. <laughs> Honestly, I is is rarely used. It's like rusty and everything. Um, I, it's not being used as often as as it should be. But um, it should I'm be right. Yeah. <laughs> Schedule it. When self care, including exercise, is not yet like breathing to us, my tip is to schedule it. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Self care for me, other than the exercising part, is already like breathing to me. So I don't need to schedule it anymore. But I do need to schedule in exercising. I'm going to the webinar tonight, so um, I'll see you later. Cool. <laughs> see you there. See you there. All right. Hey, thank you so much again. You're welcome. My pleasure. Uh, I I I won't I won't even mind if you want to invite me again to talk about another topic. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I'm gonna you know, hold on to that promise. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, keep in touch. All right, see you later. You too. Bye. Bye.